Hi, I'm Keenan. I'm Rachel. And on this episode of Part of Our World Podcast, we are going to be doing our spooky Halloween spectacular. And what is more spooky than Disney villains? And there's probably a lot more things right. more spooky than that. Well, yeah, of course. But for our purposes. Yeah, for the, the topic Halloween, of the show. You know, we we love villains during Halloween. We do. In fact, last year we did our favorite Disney villains. Or the best. I don't remember what we titled it. Yeah, the top. Yeah. Know. That list for me has probably changed. Surely. I, we're fickle people. Yeah, and my top five of anything always changes. Yeah, always shifts. So we'll probably revisit that topic at, at some point in time. But today, we are going to be talking about our favorite or best Disney villain henchmen. Or, or sidekicks. Side yeah. yeah. So not the, the evil embodiment themselves, but, you know... Just the guys they're, playing along. They're supporting along for cast. The ride. Yeah. Without further ado, we don't have any iTunes reviews this week, so... We would love if you would leave us one. Yeah. If you have been enjoying the show, been listening, um, we really appreciate those reviews and for you to take the time to do those, so thank you to all who have done that, and yeah. Yeah, we'll read them on the show if you do. Cool. All right, let's get into it. Rachel, are yours in order? Have you ranked them? Um, They're more or less ranked. Okay. I have a top and a bottom. Okay. And then the middle is just yeah, kind it, of... I've noticed that too. It kind of like when you make these lists, I feel like... I mean, I know with our villains, I very much was like, my number one is my number one. I feel very strongly about that. And I remember feeling very strongly about my number two. No spoilers there. If you're interested in our picks, go back and listen to that episode. But I feel like a lot of times with these lists, it's kind of hard to distinguish. What's the difference between a four and a five? Oh, I just kind of arbitrarily pick one. Like our picks are not arbitrary, but the rankings yeah. slightly are. Yeah, and we just kind of picked our own criteria, if there were any at all. Yeah, I didn't really have criteria going into this. I know that might seem rare, but I I will say there is a thread that kind of ties mine together, and that they kind of increase along that thread. It wasn't like the thing that makes me pick them, but it played a significant role. Yeah, I would say the same for me. Okay. So most, I can tell you what mine is. Most of mine <clears throat> are ranked in the way that it's like I like them because of the comedy that they bring to the table. Most of the henchmen or sidekicks, that's kind of their role in the movie yeah. is they bring the comedy. I did a so, similar thing. It's how funny they are and then to some degree how how they interact specifically with their leader villain person. Yeah, I would yeah, yeah. For certain ones of mine that's definitely the case. Yeah. Oh, I noticed another thread in mine, too, but anyway, I digress. I'm getting ahead of myself, I should say. Why don't you start us off, Rachel? Okay, well, let's do a little guessing game. Keenan, you don't have to guess, but for our listeners, just want to throw some clues out there to see if you can figure out who we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Okay, so this... Can I guess? Sure. Okay. Okay. Um, My number five... 
people, I think, either love him or hate him due to his voice actor. Okay. Um, who just, the voice can just really grate on people. Have you figured it out yet? I think it's Gilbert Gottfried voicing Iago from yes. Aladdin. <laughs> I can't take it anymore! If I gotta choke down on one more of those moldy, disgusting crackers! Calm yourself, Soon I will be sultan, not that adulated twitch. And then I stop the crackers down his throat. <laughs> that is just the, the most, I mean, obvious voice, I think, in a... I don't Good know. for a parrot, though. Good for a parrot. It's a bad pretty parrot. aptly voiced. Aptly, yes, but nevertheless, sometimes the voice can get to me. So I mm-hmm. debated putting him on my list at all for that reason. But uh-huh. Iago is really funny sometimes. And I do like the way he um, interacts with Jafar. Yeah. And he has some of just his, his quotable moments. Some of his mutterings are just really funny. Like, you know, I'm so ticked off that I'm molting. <laughs> or, um, like... I mean, and I do appreciate sarcasm, uh-huh. and so I think a lot of the Disney henchmen are going to be yeah that way. But especially Iago's, you know, when he's like, my one of my favorite scenes is when he's running on the gears and they're trying to, you know, summon the who is the diamond in the rough. And he's like, with all due respect, couldn't we just wait for a real storm? And he's like, save your breath, Iago, faster! Yes, oh my evil one! And he's just like. <laughs> But it was more like, yes, oh, I can't do it. No, I was going to do it. I'm sorry. Do, don't, I'm sorry. Don't do that. <laughs> just, everyone just turned off the yep, podcast. They're like, oh, God. Apologies. <laughs> you should apologize. <laughs> but yeah, it's just, uh, he's funny. And I like him. Yeah. I honestly, he was, I think, number one on my list when I first started just kind of brainstorming. And I, you know, when we come up with an idea like this, I just kind of dump out like, what are, what are my f- first things that come to mind of favorites? And I think... You know, I've mentioned before on the show that that Aladdin is my favorite Disney animated feature film, and I love all the characters from that and everything. And I think Iago is a natural fit. He is very funny, like you said, and just for various reasons, kind of slowly found his way outside looking in. Mm-hmm. So, my one of my favorite things about Iago is the way that the Sultan treats him. I know that's not so much about his character, but about the Sultan always kind of stuffing. Crackers yeah. in his mouth and yeah, yeah. There's a, a, I think it's a scene. I forget. I don't know what his mouth is just like full of crackers. So the animation on this was just so good. Like just the, like spitting crumbs everywhere. Well, well his cheeks are full, uh-huh. and then like Jafar says something, and Iago just turns to him and like, looks like super angry. Uh-huh. And, you know. Yeah. So the animation is just clutch there. Right, and then he goes and complains about it to Jafar. Like, if right. he needs to make crackers one more time. Right. Okay. So that's my number five. All right. Good you? choice. My number five. Yes. We'll do clues. We'll add an air of mystery to our Halloween episode. Okay. Clues. Mine is a trio of henchmen. They are kids. <laughs> kind of giving it away. And this will be the dead giveaway. They are from a movie that is very appropriately themed for the topic of this week's episode being Halloween. This is Halloween, if you will. This is Halloween. Um, the trick-or-treaters from Nightmare Before Christmas. Yes. 
Kidnap Mr. Sandy Claus? I want to do it. Let's draw straws. Jack said we should work together. Three of a kind. Birds of a feather, now and forever! Yeah, and I had to look this up because I knew they had names, but I could not remember because I think their name only gets mentioned once in the entire film. And yeah, it's kind I of like a know. side comment. But they are Lock, Shock, and Barrel. Oh, yeah, I do think Jack says, like, Lock, Shock, and Barrel, don't you do your yeah, you know, yeah, funny yeah. business. Yeah. Okay. So, um, the Oogie Boogie's kids from mm. his, like, henchmen. Yeah, from... not his children, I don't think. Well, doesn't he call them my kids? I don't, I don't know. know. Anyway. Yeah, from Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. Love the film. Um, they're totally wicked, mischievous. The masks are super cool. I just, the I animation. Um, yeah. They're, they're just, I think they're fun. They're funny. They're not as funny as, I think, later villain or henchmen on my, on my list here. But Yeah, they don't have a, a... I mean, they do have a big role in the movie, but... I mean, they don't they don't have a lot of airtime. Yeah. One reason they may maybe should have made my list is that they do have a great song, which is the fact that they have um, a song. Period. Right. It's pretty unique pretty for unique. a villain sidekick. That's the Sandy Claus. Uh -huh. yeah. It is a great song, and you know that's one thing. Nightmare Before Christmas is pretty one of a kind, and you know they're revolutionary. There's nothing really like it, certainly in stop animation, but. Yeah, the fact that the villain sidekicks get a song, and I know Tim Burton did several films like it, but it, it kind of stands alone, and I think the kid, the trickster kids fit that and are worthy of a, a top five slot. Bumping right. out Iago, probably. Wow. Yeah. I do, I mean, it's a good choice, especially for Halloween. Thank so. you. Yeah, maybe I was a little biased in my pick there. Yeah. Like, I gotta squeeze them in. They make the cut just because it's a Halloween episode. Okay, and like I said, my next two, three, and four, or four, three, and two spots are a little, um, they can kind of wiggle around. So, I'm gonna pick this one. Um, okay. I squeezed three into one slot, but they're not necessarily a trio. Okay. It's kind of a duo plus... Um, okay. They have they're bad singers, at least the humans are. And three and one human singers. Gosh, okay, are they is it an older film or a newer film? Old. One of my favorites. Very favorite. Is it the evil stepsisters from Cinderella? Uh -huh. All Plus right. Lucifer. Okay, the cat. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Oh, you're not fooling anybody. We'll just see about this. 
Come on. Let him go. Now the other one. Come on. Oh, poor little Gus. I love Lucifer. Two for two. And so I wanted him. He was like really high on my list because, I mean, Lucifer doesn't do. He doesn't say anything. Yeah. Like, like he's not. He doesn't have any speaking roles. But I think he just embodies. Embodies. <laughs> embodies evil cat. It's like, you know. Yeah. Anyone that has it. The cat, animation on him is fantastic. It's so good. Just yeah. like the expressions that they make him have. And mm-hmm. he's just so. They're like that whole scene with him um, cat trying to catch Gus under yeah. the teacup. Like, like I'm just cracking up. It's like there. It's a pretty long, you know, couple minutes, especially for a kid of just like non unspoken when he's like searching under all the teacups for Gus and just like the expressions that he makes. And then when he's like wiggling or when he gets hit in the face by the door, it's just like this whole like little slapstick thing with yeah. this stupid evil cat. Who's like so fat and mean? Um, and we have he, a fat, mean cat. We do. He's not quite that. She's not that quite. Not quite that mean. No. But, but she would probably look up to him as a role model. She probably would. Um, the other favorite scene I have is like when the the mice are like trying to fight Lucifer off, and they like wheel the candle towards him, and they like get really close. And he just goes and just blows, like puffs it out. Yeah. It's just so there's so much good. You're talking a lot scenes. about the cat. Yes. Do you, I mean, are the stepsisters equivalent to him? Or, like, what What was your point in lumping the three of them together? Well, because they are also great. Okay, so Lucifer kind of tops them. It maybe could have been even higher on my list just because how much I love him. Okay. Um, But the stepsisters definitely hold their own as mm-hmm. far as um, comedy and just kind of making you hate them. But they just have really funny lines, like the best scene. Um, well, it's actually the most sad scene at the same time, but when they're tearing Cinderella's dress apart and like when she's, oh no, 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 I'm sorry. It's not when they're tearing her dress apart. It's when they're throwing their clothes away, talking about just how ungrateful are their, they are for all their clothes. And they're like, mm. these beads, I'm sick of looking at them. Trash. And it's just, they're so over the top and just awful in general, but in like a, just shaking your head kind of way. Like you're just the worst. Yeah. Yeah, they're kind of just really crappy people. Yeah. And you're like, this is just terrible people doing selfish things. Yeah, you're just horrible and Yeah, but they also are entertaining as a result. Yeah, entertaining. Now, and I've heard, we haven't done this, but I've heard that at 1900 Park Fair, where they're part of the character dining experience. Yeah, I've heard they're like a great industry. Right. Mm -hmm. And I could see that. I cool. would like to meet them just, yeah, because I hear their interactions just, they're really funny with the guests. Right. And things. So okay. that's my number four. Maybe should have been higher. Yeah. I don't know. Speaking very highly of them. I just love Lucifer so much. But the, the yeah. stepsisters are kind of like, whatever. So So in a way, and, you kind of cheated by tacking them on there. Right. Because he, Lucifer's really your, your pick. I That's, that's so. what I'm getting from this. Okay. Well, you know, I'm a verbal processor sometimes, I guess. Yeah. Now I know. Now I know how I really feel. This is why we do a podcast, because... Rachel, I like to talk Disney, and she's a verbal processor, we like so we talk it out. Okay, my number four, and, and, you know, similar to you, Rachel, I think I'm pretty clear that my lock, shock, and barrel were, like, barely made the cut, and my number one is definitely my number one in the middle. They could kind of be in, exchanged. But my number four is 
neither human nor animal. I think I know it. Do you want to take a guess? Oh, let me give our listeners another clue. Well, no, because then you're going to guess it. But you got your guess. I know you my think. guess. Okay. Yeah. Um, this will probably give it away. Can take any shape he chooses. Morph. Yes. <laughs> Morph from Treasure Planet. This has been a fun day, huh? Making new friends. Like that spider psycho. Spider psycho. Spider psycho. <laughs> a little uglier. <laughs> and I tell you what, we didn't watch Treasure Planet until like a couple, months, couple ago. months ago. And I've since watched it a couple times. Love it. Fantastic movie. Yeah, it's I mean, it just, good. and I think each watch, it's just going to jump up my list. I mean, I love Treasure Island and the. Treasure Island in space with the steampunk, like, can't get enough of it. Um, I've actually been, like, reading on why it was maybe a cinematic fail, like, box office failure. Did you know it released at the same same weekend as Harry Potter? Oh. Yeah. And the marketing was sort of suspect behind it, and I'm just like, yeah, it got, it got buried. It's super underrated. And Morph, what a, what a fun character. What a guy, yeah. He's so cute. Yeah, and so if you're familiar with Treasure Island, he's replacing the parrot, Beasts of Eight, which I can't remember what the parrot's name is. And I could talk. Morph doesn't talk, never says Pieces of Eight. I was expecting it at some point to come out, never did. But um, yeah, he's. Uh, uh, there's a couple things I love about him. One, I mean, I think they used him in a really cool way, like as a plot device. Like certain things that he does really kind of change and make characters in the film go down the paths that they have to go to end up in the place where they end up in the end. Two, he's very cute, yeah. despite being a blob. Like somehow they made an animated floating blob cute. Right. And he has a redemptive character arc. Very true. He's never actually bad at all. Right. He just he's happens just, to be with the bad guy. Yeah. And he's loyal to the bad guy yeah. because he rescued like him or his, whatever. Yeah. And, yeah, it's this guy. Um, but th- he goes with Jim at the end. Sorry, spoilers. It's an old movie. <laughs> You've had time to watch it. Yeah. Um, and it's just very, it's just fitting. And I feel happy for Morph. And yeah. And he's always, he's also mischievous. So maybe mm-hmm. I've got a little, little theme there going. Maybe. But um, yeah, just a very fun. Yeah, I didn't even sidekick. think of him. Was that the one you said you knew wouldn't be on my list? No. Okay. But we didn't, it was one we didn't that, share our list in advance. But we would but. talk. We'd kind of like skirt the issue. Like, I've got one. There's no way you've got. Oh, really? Yeah. That sort of thing. Yeah. So I guess we'll still have to find out who that will be. Watch it be on my list. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. I think Morph is a great pick. Thank you. I'm sad I didn't think of him. Yeah. Okay. We should do like a Twitter poll rating these and see what people, <laughs> yeah. who had the better list. Just kidding. We're not going to do that. Because I would win. Um, so maybe not. I don't really. Okay. Anyways, my next person. Oops. <laughs> Clue number one. <laughs> it's a person. Yes. The next person um, is from a movie released in the past. I want to say 10 years. Okay. Or so. I could be off there. I think that's right. Um, and it's Pixar. Okay. And 
has a counterpart. <laughs> oh my gosh. If this is the one that I picked that ends up... Is this Ken? Yeah. Oh my gosh. This is the one I was like, there's no way you're going to pick Ken from Toy Story 3. There you... That's my number. Yep. That's my next one. So we'll just talk about them both at the same time. Well, I guess you, you don't know me you so well. Punk. <laughs> this is the one that I added actually just yesterday. Yeah, I figured. You said your list was pretty pretty straightforward, and that's what made me say there's no way. He's just an, an obscure henchman. But he's great. He's, and he fits the hilarious. stereotypical, you know, like mobster henchman right. guy who's like Right, he definitely is muscle. like a henchman. Yeah. yeah, it's like I'm the muscle of the thing, and he's doing he's the like gambling thing, and uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, he's just funny. I mean, nice ascot. And, <laughs> I mean, and you know, it's like his you know connection with Barbie that makes it so funny. Yeah. And it's Michael it, Keaton. And he doesn't know what to do with himself. Is Michael Keaton? Yes. That's funny. It makes it even better, right? Yeah. So I mean, he's just so self-absorbed and flamboyant, and just. Yeah, he's great. It, it it's, it's he's such an ironic character because he's the kind of like flamboyant, like you said, prep boy. You know, Ken to Barbie toy, but he plays this like tough guy mobster role. Yeah, but with a soft side. With a soft side. Yeah, and he also has a redemptive arc. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. I think most of mine have somewhat, somewhat of a redemptive true love. arc. Yeah. To be with his gal. Yeah. That's great. I don't know. Right. I don't know what else we can say about him. I like how we're like we both have this. And right. It's like, and they're oh, like, well, it's Ken. <laughs> I mean, Toy Story Three is just such a phenomenal movie, and his character really just makes. I think it's so funny because it's like. It takes place in a daycare. Yeah. And so, the, yeah, there's this whole, like, dark side of the daycare and, like... Yeah, but also it's the Ken being the mob type. And they've got that inside the vending machine. They're, like, yeah. gentleman's club going on. and But he meets Barbie for the first time and is, it's like, oh, now I found my soulmate. It's just... I, they, I, it they, just, yeah, they it just played perfectly off of the, like... Writing. We, yes, that we have Ken. We've, we've secured Mattel's Barbie license for this film we can work ken into it and what do they do they create that character and i just applaud it i think it's genius yeah it's just a very well-written character yeah and if you haven't seen it well get on that <laughs> so that was my number three all right so i guess we can move on to your number two okay this um sidekick is so great because of his voice acting and he's a and he does the actor does many voices for disney um and okay, it's I'm an a, old movie okay i'm immediately thinking okay old movie so it's not jim cummings a lot of voices keep going more clues um he's very loyal yet innocent I'm just giving you all the reasons why I like him now. And he's I don't very know. short. Very short. <laughs> I have a... I think I have a guess, but go ahead and tell us. This would be Mr. Smee. Smee. From Peter Pan. What you need is a shave. A nice, soothing shave. 
Good, huh? <laughs> Pirate's life is a wonderful life, a sailing over the sea. Give me a career as a captain, you know I can't help noticing. You just ain't been your usual jolly self of like. Give me a career as a buccaneer and the crew's getting a mind uneasy, Captain. That is what's left of it. <laughs> now why don't we put the sea, see? Leave Neverland. Forget Peter Pan. If you would have said he was a pirate, I would have been certain there. Well, yeah, that's a good giveaway. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I just gave you all the reasons so, why. I yeah, like okay, him. wait. So, who is the voice actor and what else has he voiced? Because um, I, I was not making that connection there that Smee has been a bunch of different voices. Bill Thompson is the voice actor okay. there. Yeah, but, like, what else has he done? He is um, the voice for a bunch of characters in Lady and the Tramp. Okay. Um, like several dogs and I'm drawing a blank on I just looked this up yeah I mean you're more familiar with those classical Disney films than I am so I probably likely never would have made the connection well he just has like a very um, like distinct voice yeah. yeah and he does like a certain voice that's obvious he's in um, Alice in Wonderland Aristocats so. Okay, yeah, I'm curious who he is in Alice in Wonderland. He very nearly made my list as well. Um, he's so good. Yeah, and part of what I love about him is he's just kind of, I mean, he's kind of like a bumbling, like you said, loyal servant. He's the white rabbit. Interesting. Okay, yeah, 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 okay, yeah. I can hear it now. All right. But, like whispery voice. Mm -hmm. But it's interesting that he's not really bad. Well, I shouldn't say he's bad because he's a bad guy. Yeah, he he's, chose. He sides with the bad guys. He sides with the bad guys. He yeah. made his choice. Captain Hook. Definitely a bad dude. Yeah. Sides with him. But he just, I think he just loves his captain, you know? Mm -hmm. He's just there for him. He does what he, you know. And it's funny because all the pirates hate him because he's such a brown noser to, uh -huh. to Captain Hook. But it's like really he's like, well, I mean, he does do bad things. Like when he puts Tiger Lily like on the rock but he's like trying to reassure her yeah. the whole time he's like, like do a, gentle, do. a gentle soul for being such a, a villain yeah and when like Hook is like about to blow up Peter Pan's hideout like mm -hmm. Smee is just matter of factly like, explaining what's going on he's like well when the clock is like this <laughs> you will like hear an explosion he's similar to Ken in the sense that he's a complex character you're not getting what you should get at face value as far as like the is he the first mate of yeah, captain hook's ship so. yeah so you would expect you know just a right rough like and a, tough like burly yeah guy cutting know. heads off or slitting throats <laughs> and stuff and just me he's just carrying around his like tray and just scooting around yeah he, it's on the so boat. good and that's part of what makes him so funny yeah but also yes his unwavering loyalty to Captain Hook and yeah you can tell that he doesn't necessarily maybe understand why he's yeah doing he the things that he yeah he doesn't question Captain Hook at all right though he should though he should and he just goes along with it yeah. but I think it's it's he's the voice the voice acting of Smee that makes him so good it's great yeah good choice good choice okay my number two I think has some similarities to Smee in that he's fairly good-natured. He's very loyal, a big supporter of his villain that he's following. 
He's French. <laughs> he has his own drink at Magic Kingdom. Oh, yeah. The- Le Fou <laughs> yeah. from Beauty and the Beast. Gosh, it disturbs me to see you, Gaston, looking so down in the dumps. Every guy here'd love to be you, Gaston, even when taking your lumps. There's no man in town as admired as you. You're everyone's favorite guy. Everyone's awed and inspired by you. And it's not very hard to see why. All right. So this is another why one. Why is he on your list? Because uh, he didn't m- make mine. Mostly comic relief. Mm-hmm. I just think that he's hilarious. Um, and then this is the animated this is the animated. I mean, I don't dislike the live action LeFou. Like, I still thought he was very funny. I mean, mm-hmm. I love, um, what's Josh his face? Gad. Josh Gad. Thank you. Um, but here's a big one. He's got a song. And I know it's Gaston's song, but who's singing it? And it's about true. his d- devotion to Gaston. And I just, I love that song. That's I love every true. song in that movie. But just the whole, like, drinking spirit. Like, you've got this, Gaston. And, you know... Gaston kind of gets his own song later and Kill the Beast and mm, which is also a great song. Yes, Side yes, yes. note. Um, but yeah, the the humor that he brings his song and again, I just think he's kind of a, a fun character and such a huge contrast from the villain that he serves. Right. Yes, in every way, really. Yeah. Um yeah, he didn't make my list because and I somehow forgot about the song that he sings because that well, might really bump him up song. a lot. Yeah, but it's like that is such a good song and you know embodies his devotion to Gaston. Um, yeah, I just think his uh, regular lines. I think he's kind of just annoying. Like, well, you didn't miss a shot, Gaston. Uh, you know, <laughs> just like you know, he's kind of just like whatever to me. But that song really does tick him up the okay the ladder Fair a enough. bit. He sort of also has a redemptive character arc. He definitely does in the live action. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. In the animated, doesn't he just like... No. Well, but you're right. In the live scene. action, he has more of a redemptive character. His character is also not as fun in the yeah. live action. I don't know. He's, there's there's he, parts. Yeah. yeah. But they, they made him more like affectionate for Gaston more than just like Gaston is like... The, the man coolest. of all man, yeah. men, and therefore that is why I have to support him, which is just such a ridiculous right. reason for blindly following someone into battle. Yeah. So he's more bl- blundering in the animated, and I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. So. I do like that he is a. Like, he'll, he stood outside Bell's uh, house forever and turned into a snowman. Thought that was a funny little scene, and then Josh Gad, who's a snowman. I mean, he's not really a snowman, but he voices <laughs> Olaf, and then becomes LeFou. Yeah, there's just a connection. Coincidence? There. I think I not. Think not. <laughs> Anywho, okay, good pick. Thank you. Mostly, I mean, yeah, I see it, especially with the song. Like I said, okay, this is our number one. Yeah, you ready for this? No. What if we have the same one? We don't. I promise you we do not. Okay. This actually might be the one where I said you definitely wouldn't have it, but not because the other with Ken, I didn't think you'd think of him 
foolish me for thinking that. This one, you definitely just would not have it on your list. I see. I'm confident. Okay. Um, what can I say about this character? For my guesses. Um, he's a reptile. <laughs> also very well voiced. And... Reptile, is this Steve Buscemi from Monsters, Inc.? No. Okay, because I'm like, he's a monster, not a reptile, and he's not quite a side... <laughs> he is. Are you talking about Randy? Yeah. yeah Randall. Sorry. <laughs> I go to call him Randy. Um, From an older movie... Oh, I got it. It's Sir Hiss. Yes. <laughs> Tell me, uh, what is the next stop, uh, Sir Hiss? Um, let me see. Uh, I, oh, yes, the next stop is Nottingham, sire. Oh, the richest plum of them all. Notting. <laughs> um. A perfect fit, sire. Most becoming. You look regal, dignified, sincere, masterful, noble, chival... Uh, uh, don't, don't overdo it, yes. Okay, tell us why. Um, because... Sir Hiss is just, I don't know. He's talking is, about Robin Hood, by the way. Yes. Sir Hiss from Robin Hood, the henchman or sidekick of Prince John. Mm-hmm. Who's um, just... Like, such a ridiculous y- villain. Yes. Yeah, I think it's the ridiculousness of Prince John that makes Sir Hiss so good. Because uh-huh. he's kind of like the sense in the, you know, he's the brains. Yeah. And he's trying to like talk sense into prince john who's just so wait yeah who's so ridiculous and so many of these are you know you've got smee who's bumbling and lefou who's bumbling and they're funny because of that he's funny because he actually is the sharp-witted counterpart to prince john yeah yeah it's great um and he i don't know he just has he's you know that wit or like sarcasticness and just that pompous air Sarcasm. about himself. Yes. Can we edit that out? <laughs> no. Please. Um Yeah. I don't Your know. verbal processor. It has something to do with my blender. <laughs> I don't know. I just I think he's hilarious. And he just has a lot of good moments. Like when he's like in the balloon, like twirling oh, his yes. tail around and just some like good physical around. comic relief. Yeah. So yours really were like ranked kind of funny. Like your ratings were based on how humorous they were. I think so. Well, it's because of how humorous they were that I like them more. Yeah. It's just who I like them yeah, most. But. We're going with not. So we say best. It's really our favorite. Right. And it, even if we said best, it's so subjective. What makes them mm-hmm. the best? Most accomplished? I don't know who would be most accomplished. I don't know. But when Prince John, you know, stop hissing in my ear. And he's like, you know, trying to warn him when um, the Robin Hood and Little John come to rob the carriage. Yeah. It's such a great scene. Mm-hmm. He's just trying to, he's trying to look out for yeah. his, uh, he knows what's up. Prince, but yeah. Prince John's having none of it. Yeah. Stop hissing in my ear. It's a good pick. I, I am a little surprised that's your number one. Really? I'm not surprised but it he, made your list. He also has a really big role though. Like he's in it a lot. That's true. So I think I've grown grown to know him well because I also watched that movie a lot when I was a kid. Okay, cool. Okay, my number one, complete opposite of Sir Hiss, perhaps one of the 
most idiotic sidekicks um, from a movie that is mostly I enjoy it just because of how funny I find it. It's not a great movie by any means, but it is great because it's funny. Uh, also, the voice of the um, flight attendant or captain or whatever from Soren for the Q introduction video. You got I mean, it yet? I don't he's a, know. He's kind of a meathead. Is it Kronk? Yes. <laughs> is everything ready for tonight? Oh, yeah, I thought we'd start off with soup and a light salad and then see how we feel after that. Not the dinner. Now you know. Oh, right. The poison. The poison for Cusco. The poison chosen specially to kill Cusco. Cusco's poison. That poison? Yes, that poison. Yeah. Kronk from Emperor's New Groove. Okay, why? <laughs> how funny he is. Like, he is just, I mean, all his lines. First of all, that actor came from Seinfeld. That was where he kind of made a name for himself and mm -hmm. then did Ember's New Groove kind of after Seinfeld, Seinfeld had kind of run its course. And, you know, he was just known. His, his The voice actor was more known for his sort of, like, kind of dim-witted but very dry remarks that he would make toward things. And you get a little bit of that with Kronk, but he's such an idiot that, like, the writers are being dry through him just being kind of stupid. Mm -hmm. And Yzma is so ridiculous and over the top, and he's just... Right. She's so, like, spazzy. Yeah, he's and he's <laughs> he's also very loyal, but it, I don't know. It's just like a, yeah, this is what I have to do mm -hmm. sort of thing. But, uh, you know, similar to, to Sir Hiss, he's got a lot of his lines just have intellectual humor behind them, but also there's a ton of physical comedy that you get from him as well. That I think is very, very good. So for me, I do not, my list was not like, hey, it's whoever's funniest because I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I guess LeFou wouldn't be as high, but I he is my number one because it just makes me laugh so much. All right. So. Rachel's not a huge. I'm getting. I'm getting I, funny looks over here because Rachel is not a huge fan of Ember's New Groove. The Groven. funny looks are is because I don't know what to say because I've only seen that movie once. That's right. And so I just. And you weren't sold on it. We need to rewatch it with I our son. Literally, don't remember anything about Kronk. Okay. So that is my. What I why I have no words. I I think our listeners. I think a lot of people will, be on board with me. Probably. Picking him. I know people like that movie. I need to give it another shot. For sure. Don't roll your eyes. It's great. It's great. Okay. I think it's underrated. But it is one of those where people kind of either love it or hate it, I found. You did not really like it. Is it the lack of music? Probably. Only has the one Cusco song. Which isn't even good. Yeah. So, it's not really a real right. number. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, that's my number one. Number one, that's really. List. You know... <laughs> If, yes, for me, it's my number one. I feel bad ending on it because it was less of a discussion and me just kind of, you know, tripping over my words saying, I just think he's so funny. But that is what it is. is. And his voice, the voice acting is so good. I wish I knew that guy's name off the top of my head. Um, but also because you're offended that that's my number one. I'm not offended. I just have nothing to add to this. I'll switch discussion. it. It's morph. I don't know. Yeah, morph. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so cute. All right. Um, as always, you know, there are certain 
choices that didn't make our cut. Now, I've already mentioned Iago, Rachel, because that was one of yours that just got snubbed out of mine a, a little bit. Are there any ones that you want to mention that you feel like they, we have to say something, but they didn't make my top five? I don't know if it needs to be said, but I do have one. What is it? Um, And that is Percy from Pocahontas. Which You're on your own here. I've yeah. never seen Pocahontas. So, Sorry, listeners. <laughs> I can If you go back and listen to our confessions episode, that is one of my confessions. Percy is um, the pug of Ratcliffe, the villain. And so he's just the animal sidekick. He doesn't speak so the animals in the movie don't speak i'm pretty sure I'm the right raccoon doesn't one. talk no he just has he just does okay. like little chatterings right. um and so but it's his like so miko and percy miko is the raccoon they just have like this rivalry and mm-hmm. they're constantly like you know messing with each other and Miko's, gotcha. you know causing all this mischief and percy's very prim and proper and you know just this stupid pug that's okay like, i would like that yeah so there's just various scenes where they're gotcha. he and Nico are going at it, and it's really funny. Gotcha. I am surprised that neither of us mentioned Shenzi, Banzai, and Ed. I'm surprised you did from The Lion King. I am actually surprised I didn't as well, mostly because of Ed. Because similar to Kronk, it's like he's yeah, just so Ed. dumb that he's hilarious to me. Yeah. He has his moments for sure. Yeah. I thought about putting him on there, but there's I mean, he doesn't have a lot of depth, I guess. Yeah, neither, none of them have a lot of depth. Right. Um, I don't know. Maybe I was a little bit tainted by how they were used in the CGI remake. Where it was like Shenzi was kind of... A, I didn't mind how... I kind of liked the way they were used. I yeah. mean, you didn't have Ed being Ed. Oh, yeah, but which that's, is what, just that's what makes hilarious. it so great. I mean, like, yeah, and just the can I Can I retcon there. my list and add in Ed into one of these? No. I like my list. That's why I didn't make the cut. I just like my list the way mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. Sorry. But no, they're great. And I do have one more, which probably didn't make my list for two reasons. One, it's Disney Marvel. Two, you're going to argue that this character is not a villain sidekick. And three, it did not have that thread of adding comic relief to the film. And that is Nebula from Guardians of the Galaxy. And later in all the other movies. But she was like seriously... Like crazy and just right. like assassin mode and fits fits my my you know redemptive character arc mold especially when she get to end game right well well i'm trying she does i mean you know like she i don't want to spoil anything for people but is it too late now can we uh, spoilers okay spoilers for end game coming in right now if you have not seen it for whatever reason and you're whatever, you're waiting for Way Disney late. Plus or whatever, uh, stop here. Jump well, ahead one minute. So just in Endgame, she is pretty funny. Like she has those like really dry, you know, she just talks like this and super dry. Right. Like, and that so interaction, interaction with Iron Man yeah. where they're, he's like trying to get some sort of right, humanization like, out of her. And they're all that each other has. Yeah. And so he's, yeah. So there's some funny scenes there, but at that point, I don't think she'd qualify as a, She's a no, by that at that point henchman. she is not. So the only one where she's really actually like a henchman is, and this is this is another reason why she really didn't make my list. It's just Guardians of the Galaxy that she would even be on there in the first place. But that's not why I love her so much. Gotcha. It's it's how she develops over the course of mm-hmm. the next few movies. Gotcha. You know, yep. Guardians two and um, Infinity War and Endgame. 
So, but such a rich, complex, like great character who yeah. starts as right. a henchman. Right. Yeah. And like you said, when she is a henchman, just, I didn't like her. Oh, yeah. And she's kind of like, but not in like a good way, didn't like her. She's kind of like annoying in a way. I guess, Father. You know, yeah. Just obedient and annoying and dumb. But but then, yeah, you just but also develop. Intense. Yeah, super intense. But then you develop a sympathy for her and. So, yeah, I'm glad you brought her up. Good, good. Because I do like. Felt like I was che- I felt like I'd be cheating if I put her on my list, but she's great. Well, I mean, you've cheated before. What's to stop you? Now? I know. <laughs> these these lists, I always try to sneak in something. Yeah, with the. Well, I don't. Oh no! Yeah. Name. Well, we were talking about this, and I was like, I promise I won't choose Darth Vader. Yeah, he was who is that- technically a villain henchman right he is the is emperor's henchman i'm like true. don't worry but rachel like, i'm not gonna do that but darth vader is one of my all-time favorite villains he's yeah. technically a henchman technically but so, no one look so i could have really cheated actually i was i think my list is pretty clean on this you one did. i think the dirtiest i went was squeezing drizella anastasia and lucifer all mm-hmm. in one but they're from the same movie i didn't yeah. want the, the take up and cinderella to take up i don't think you needed anastasia and drizella like Oh, but they're good. I know, but your argument was sound. They could have been an honorable mention. Like, hey, really all about Lucifer, but, you know, shout out. Well, then <laughs> shout out to the Wicked Stepsisters. Yeah. Yeah. So, cool. That's that's our Halloween 2019 episode. Super spooky, right? I know. Well, maybe there'll be like background music or something. Hello. Hope you enjoyed it. As always, we really want to hear from you guys what do you think of these lists and more importantly what are your picks and especially the ones that we left out what did we miss let us know so you can always hit us up at part of our world podcast at gmail.com shoot me an email I, you know i can tweet it out i can say it on a future episode whatever whatever seems best you could leave us a voicemail you can call us at 614-392-8147 and here's a here's a halloween challenge for you all Leave a voicemail, but instead of just saying, hey, this is so-and-so, and this was the character that you missed that I... My challenge is get us to guess that character before you tell us, like we did on this episode. Oh, yeah, that would be fun. Yeah. Including, if you really are so inclined, do a voice. Do a voice? Oh, like an impression? Yeah, I think impression. you're not going to intimidate people. No but that's why that's not the challenge. Gotcha. Saying if you want, like, brownie points... Yeah. <laughs> the part of our podcast brownie points. Yeah, uh, we yeah. love interacting with people on social media. Yeah, so Twitter we can be found at P O O W podcast. And Instagram where I will be is part of our world podcast. And, and so... Facebook where neither of us are <laughs> part of our world podcast. I promise someday I'm going to get that Facebook group kind of going. Uh-huh. And you can find us in all of these things part of our world.net. All the episodes are there. Updates. We're we're kind of working behind the scenes to hopefully add some more stuff there. I've got a couple of vlogs planned for the future. Just no time to actually make them. Um, we'll I want to put my travel agent stuff on the Part of Our World page, which if you are looking to go to Disney World or Disneyland or Universal Studios. Or Disney Cruise. Yep. Or really any cruise or any vacation in the future. Uh, we strongly encourage you to get a travel agent 
whether that's me or someone else, um, it, it behooves you to have someone to be kind of your sounding board for, for planning that vacation. And we can do your fast passes for you and book dining reservations and create itineraries, the whole nine yards. And Keaton loves doing all I will those do things. all of that for you and more for no fee because yeah. you don't pay me. Disney does or Universal. So reach out to me there. Keenan.meadows at CaptureTheMagicVacations.com Or if you send me a message on Twitter, Facebook, or what have you, I will get back to you on those. Awesome. Yeah, so happy Halloween, everyone. Be safe out there. Make good choices. If you're trick-or-treating with your kids, have fun. Yep. And, yeah, I love seeing all the the Disney costumes out there. So, yeah, post those on social media for us to enjoy. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us. Cedric as will be always. Captain America. Yep, he's gonna be the cap. <laughs> uh, but no, we 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 do this podcast and we love putting out this content. We love Disney, and I, t- I tell you, like planning for this and then getting together to discuss it with Rachel, usually over a beverage of choice, is just super enjoyable. But what makes it the most enjoyable is knowing that there are people out there who are appreciating this content and either getting park tips from it or just enjoying the conversation, and then networking with us and we've just made so many friendships as a result of doing this and it's been crazy so you know if you're a listener of the show and we have not heard from you yeah we would love to yeah reach out because it's yeah it makes all the difference in the world so Mm -hmm. thanks for being a part of our world and choosing to listen to this show that's right and we'll catch you next time bye bye (laughs) are you ready Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye.